Uh, we are uh, just excited about uh, everyone that's here today and we're, I want to get to know you all, you know, if at all possible, but uh, we're going to have some baptisms today, a few baptisms, and uh, uh, the families of those are here uh, representing them, and baptism's a very important thing, and uh, Jesus commanded us to go through that. He himself went through water baptism, and uh, people say, well, it's just a formality, but what we know from Scripture is, is that it, it is something that when you come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, comes on you in such a way that you become a new, a, a new creation empowered by the Holy Spirit. And uh, even though it's something of a formality on our end of it, it, but by faith we see God dramatically change in people's lives. The understanding is, and this is what I teach here, uh, is, is that you then are in a position to call God your Father, Abba Father. At that point, there is a relationship that's established with you that didn't exist prior to that. And it is your place of, in the Old Testament, for them to, like Abraham and all those Israelites, to come into agreement with God, that they, they came into a covenant relationship with Him. And so one of the requirements was that all the men would be circumcised and that shedding of blood consummated the agreement between them and God. And so when we move into the New Testament setting, we are not required of that. And that was one of the biggest issues at the time of, of the apostles was that they should be getting circumcised like the Jewish people do and like that's tradition and like we've always been taught. And uh, it was submitted to the, the council at Jerusalem. And uh, uh, it, it was finally decided that they didn't have to go through the ritual of actual physical circumcision, but that when they are water baptized, that is their circumcision. And it's the going down and the old man is being washed away and you come up with a, as a new person. And that is the place. That's where the covenant with, between you and God is consummated at. It means that he becomes your father and you become his child. Uh, now we believe in receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And your birth, he puts a new spirit inside you when you, when you believe upon the Lord. And uh, the Bible says that if you'll believe on the Lord, it says that you'll be saved. And so we believe that everybody needs to be saved. We want to see everybody saved. In fact, God has purpose. He desires to see every person on the planet to be saved. We know that some are not, but that he has positioned himself to make that available to every person that exists. And so I want to encourage you today, if you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ, is, you know, I did it when I was nine years old. I'm a little older now, but when I was nine years old and I kind of put some deals out there before God, so I'd make sure that it was God talking to me. But it was in a vacation Bible school setting, and I said, Lord, if you really want me to be saved and accept you as my Lord and Savior, have someone li else lift their hand up at the invitation. And someone else lifted their hands up, and I said, well, Lord, I'm just not real sure yet. If, if you're really sure you want me to be saved, have someone else lift their hand up. The moment I said that, someone else lifted their hand up to receive the Lord. Then I said, Lord, I give up. You want me to be saved. And so I stood up, I walked down, and I prayed with the minister along with others, and I received Jesus in my heart. 
And it changed me radically. I, I, no kidding. It changed me as a nine-year-old. My insides totally changed from an old self to a new self. And that old nature that we kind of inherited from Adam, that old nature because of the fall that he had gone through, that disconnect between he and Eve with God, I now had established a connection with God. And for the first time, I felt the presence of God. I felt him in my heart. And I felt uh, that he was speaking to me in a still, small voice. And that my conscience became mixed in with, with his voice. And so when I started to do something that I shouldn't do, this voice on the inside would say, no, Mark, don't do that. Don't do that. I said, well, Lord, you know, I'm not supposed to do that then. And I, and I would respond to that. A lot of people in their lifetime have seared that ability of hearing God because they have continued to go over and do things that, you know, they shouldn't have done. And the Bible says that they actually sear their conscience. That's like taking an iron over something and searing it. And so their conscience becomes unresponsive to that. But when the Lord comes in, the Holy Spirit comes in, He can totally change how you, how you feel, how you see and sense. And you can actually feel the presence of the Lord. And uh, today when we sing songs, uh, we sing out of our hearts and sing you know, to the Lord. Everybody has a different way of doing it. I remember when my mom was here. Uh, and she's gone on to be with the Lord, she'd come to me and she says, I want you to sing those one songs. I want you to sing those kind of songs that, that she was so used to. And so we would squeeze those songs into the, into the music, and she'd just get so excited when we'd sing those songs. And then you've got the younger generation. They, they sing songs that people in my generation, we've never heard those songs before. But every generation has a prophetic voice. Every generation sings forth a song of the Lord. And uh, I make room for all kinds of that because we're dealing with multiple generations before us. And I was going to speak about warring for this generation. I realize my time is not there for that. And you have the notes and take them, saturate yourself in those, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, I will acknowledge the fact that God has put it upon me and many others and even parents that we are going to have to war for our children's future. And we're going to have to believe that the hand of God is upon them and the protection of God is upon them. And uh, that uh, he's, he provides angels to keep them safe. And that we as, as uh, parents, uh, we speak forth a word over them. I have been teaching about the Lord's Prayer, yes. But I, I preach it or I teach it in the way that we understand that we are to pray down the will of heaven to the earth. And, and we know what the Lord's Prayer is in that portion that says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as? See, we are to pray his will down. Meaning that if we don't do the praying for that to happen or, or bringing that down to the realm of the earth, it will not unfold. There is a sovereign aspect of God, yes. But he's given so much latitude to us of a freedom of choice. And it's within these parameters that we're able to sit there and say, Lord, your will, your, your good and perfect and acceptable will of God that Romans talks about, I'm praying for that to come into fruition into my life and in my children's life. 
So what I have positioned in my life, I've taken that, this role of, of a, 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 a patriarch over my household that, that speaks uh, and declares unto the children, I, I speak to their future. So when I <clears throat> pray over my children and the, my grandchildren, I say things like this, Lord, I thank you for blessing my kids, blessing my household. Thank you for your hand of favor being upon us. I stand against the works of the enemy. Everything that the enemy tries to devise and plan and throw at, at me or my descendants, I say it will come to nothing. It will be voided out in the name of the Lord. See, I'm putting the name of the Lord on these things. And so I, I'll speak that. Then I'll start speaking to their future. I say they'll, no sickness and disease will come nigh th to them and to their dwelling place. And for they and their household, they shall serve the Lord all the days of their life. I speak that forth because what I'm doing is that I know is the purpose of God. He wants every person to be saved. He wants all my uh, descendants to be saved. He wants them serving him. He wants them to help bring about his kingdom into the realm of the earth where Jesus rules and reigns and to bring in people under that. So I'm in good position here to establish and speak over my family these things into existence. So I pray that over them. And I've always said this, when you pray a prayer in faith, it will not stop, but it will continue on until it achieves what you prayed for it to do. It will continue on through all eternity if that's what it takes until the answer comes. And I say the only way it will not is if you pull it back and, and you nullify it. So I'm telling you that when you pray a prayer, you can stand in faith knowing that God is watching over that prayer that you prayed according to his word. And so you're praying his word in his name. He says, ask anything my name, and he watches over his word to perform it. It will not come back void to him if you pray that in line with his word. So when I pray, I'm praying something that's going to keep going till it gets done and doing what it's supposed to do. And so I encourage you to pray over your household and to speak, you know, the word of the Lord over your household. Why? Because you're determining their future. And we do have to war for our children. We do have to war for their future. And we know that there are things that the enemy would plan to, to uh, take them out or divert them away from the plan of God. There's all these schemes and devices, the scripture says, the devil likes to put against them. And uh, we are the ones that can just make that of none effect. We can void all that out in Jesus' name. So when we come to the Lord, I'm excited about those that are going to be water baptized today. And I want to I say that the devil has no hand in this whole matter. In fact, this is the point that everything shifts and changes. And uh, having received the Lord into the heart, their birth, the Spirit of the Lord comes inside. But from this point on, after being water baptized, they can turn to the Father and say, Abba, Father, my Father, Father God. They are on a person-to-person -person relationship with God from that point on. And He knows everything about them. He knows their beginnings and He knows their end of days. He knows their future. And he wants to come and be part of them. And that's the whole point of what we've seen in the Old Testament when they had the Ark of the Covenant, where the presence of God came down and where the Ark of the Covenant was. And it was the Shekinah glory of God, a cloud and fire that showed up and the voice of God came out of that. 
God has set you and I up to become the recipients of the glory of God. And that where it was in a, an ark that was designed and configured uh, to be the resting place of God's presence, His Shagana glory on the earth, He has now, through Jesus, when Jesus died and He resurrected, He ascended in, into the heavens and taking His blood and put it on the mercy seat of the ark or the presence of God in heaven. And from this point on, that Shekinah glory, where does it go when he comes down and visits the earth? He comes down and puts his glory into you, into your heart. And so he wants to make himself real to you in, in such tangible ways. And so we're at a place of a, a great visitation of God. And I just want to encourage you uh, in that. You know, Jesus instructed the people to be water baptized. He, you know, went down where John the Baptist was, and John the Baptist was baptizing. Now, this guy's a little bit, some would call him crazy. You know, he's eating locusts, and he's uh, eating honey. Honey's okay. Not so certain about the locusts, would I want to eat that. But let me just say that uh, he was there baptizing people for, their, for repentance, and he says, there's one greater than I that is coming. And uh, he, he knew that he was preparing the way for that. And when Jesus came, he pointed out, he is the one that I've been preparing for. And so Jesus came and he went and was baptized. He went totally under the water. And when we talk about baptism, it means to be totally immersed. I know a differing faiths believe it differently. There are some that sprinkle. There are some that do infant sprinkling uh, and, and the like. Uh, where we fall at is, is that we believe that God wants to get you totally wet. Can I say it that way? He wants to get your hair messed up. He wants to get you under the water. Because the, that word baptism means baptizo, which means to be fully immersed, meaning all the water upon you. So it is the going down under the water and then coming back in, in newness of man. And, he's, and the, the scripture talks about uh, to recognize yourself, your old man as you go down and realize that you're basically rising up with resurrection life. Uh, in you thereafter. And uh, we should do that because it, it, is, the, it is the point of time. In, it, it is a memorial as, as such, but it is the point in time where the enemy loses tremendous control or influence over you. It's, it's the place where the enemy just, just can't continue on working with you and, and trying to trip you up and take you back in your old ways because what's happening is you have just been cut away from your old ways. The old nature, that pre-Adamic race uh, nature that uh, we have inherited. And so Christians are encouraged to do that. Uh, Jesus commanded them to do that. He said, uh, we, well, we've seen Peter talking about uh, repent and be baptized. Uh, we see, so he ordered that they be baptized. Uh, this is in Acts 10. The fir first one was Acts 2. And uh, I also baptized the household of uh, Stephanus, which was in 1 Corinthians 1.16. This is Paul speaking. How he, he baptized the whole house. And so there was many people that came and, and was born again, 
Many were touched by the Spirit of God. Many were filled with the Spirit of God. But there was this significant aspect that they were baptized. And when one was saved, then their whole house was baptized. And so we see it is very important for that to happen. And uh, as I said, some say, well, how should you be baptized? I remember going to Colorado, and uh, I visited a church. I just stopped by, drove off the highway, saw this church. It was pretty neat looking. And I went in, and I run into the youth pastor, and I said, hey, how you doing? I have a tendency of doing that. Try, when I want to see something, I go, I go knocking on the door. Well, the youth pastor was there, and he was talking to me. And, and then he, we walked out the back of the church, and there was this stream, this river coming down. You know how it is in Colorado, the, the mountain springs, and it's ice cold. And I walked to the edge of it, and there was a, a squared-out section that had been dug out from the river. And it was connected to the river. The water was right in there. But that's where they would take people and baptize them. Amen. And I thought, hey, that's so cool. You know, taking them out there and, and baptizing them. You say, well, maybe that's too cold for you. It don't matter. It don't matter. Because it, it, it does what it needs to do. And I thought that was so, so unique. I've seen so many people being water baptized, even adults, that, that old habits that they had, they got freed from when they went through that process. God has a lot of things built into uh, being water baptized. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about baptizing people uh, and uh, how we should, where we should. Uh, if we had a stream around here, I'd be taking people out there to the stream uh, and baptizing them. In that water. I remember years ago when the church was located in Scott City, my dad was pastoring the church then, and uh, we would rent the uh, swimming pool, the city swimming pool, and we had for an evening. And right before everybody got in there and got to playing, of course, everybody's in the water and floating around and having a good time. We'd bring all those into the water that need to be baptized. And so Walt and a number of you all were part of, part of all that. And we'd get people baptized. And, and the lifeguards would just sit there and watch as uh, we were baptizing. So they got to be part of church service. And uh, that was pretty neat. You know, uh, we had Pastor Keith Reich here this past uh, week through the week uh, doing a spiritual emphasis in the school. And he was here Wednesday night. He's like six foot seven, six foot. He's a big guy. And uh, he said that, uh, and they had just purchased a building in Branson. And uh, he said, we're right on this kind of, you know, uh, interchange area where cars come by a lot. He says, I had an idea. He had an epiphany. He went down to the fire department. He said, now fire departments have these big troughs. They fill up with water and they put like foam and stuff in it. He got them to come and set one of those up right out there in the front where everybody driving down the road could see it. And they had everybody gathered around. They filled it up. The fire department was right there and participated with them and they baptized, I think he said, 14 people. And so, you know, it's a testimony to people when you get water baptized. It's a testimony to them uh, of what's happening. So let me just say this, it is it's a very important thing, and one, one of them that's being baptized today is my, my grandson, and I'm very honored to, to be part of that service here today. Pastor Andrew is going to come up here and assist, and Rachel has a few things to say, so if you two want to make your way on up here, let me say this in summary, that when we, when we uh, come to the place of being baptized, we have repented from our sins. And that repentance means that I've been going this way and involved with this. Repentance means I'm going 
in the opposite direction and with no intention of going down that road again. That's what repentance means. And so you say, well, how often or how quickly should people be baptized? Well, as quickly as possible from the time they receive Jesus into their heart. I will say I was nine years old. I didn't get baptized until I was about 12. But I kept waiting for my dad to be there for the baptismal service because he was gone and working that whole period of time. So we finally squeezed it off. And on a Sunday night, I got water baptized. So as quickly as one can be water baptized. My thoughts are when we build a new facility and we have a sanctuary for that, you know, I would like to see, and we'll have to figure that out, but just to have a baptistry going on all the time, so every service. If someone comes to the Lord, we just take them on in the back and go ahead and, and baptize them. And so Jesus commanded this to be done, and uh, we're following his command. It's an apostolic doctrine and a practice. Uh, they are baptized in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for the remission and the release from their sins. Amen. God holds them not accountable for that anymore. We do this in the name of Jesus. Uh, some pray in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I always shove in there the original names of Jesus and God, Yahweh, Yahweh, uh, or Jesus, Yahshua, Jesus saves. That's what Yah, God, saves, Yahshua. And so Jesus, Yahshua saves. So I, I include those in the process of that. And when we water baptize people, we fully immerse them into water. And uh, yes, people says, well, uh, Pastor, are you going to get in the water? Are you going to get your hair wet? I've already got my hair wet. <laughs> I've already got my hair wet, so I kind of, I get a pass on that. But I want to tell you what, if God, you know, really moves on us in a very special way, you know, man, I'll dive right in the water with them all. Hair and all, yep. So we're going to transition to, uh, to baptize uh, couple here and uh, it's a very exciting time for them and I want you to enjoy the experience with them and their family and thank you for you families being here as I said this is a very uh, important time of their life as I have always remembered it and, and felt it they will also too so